What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 12th episode of the Sconeheads podcast. Last week, we talked heavily about teams and current standings and playoff scenarios. Today, we get back to our roots and break down week 13 and hit some of our regular segments. Some of these segments today include I Poach That, Guess the Guy, a.k.a. Quiz Each Other, like we did in episode 8. Uh, we'll do a little quiz on some players there. Then we got some uh, Tony's Corner, like usual. Uh, do some power rankings, and then we'll do some D-Gen Delight and wrap it up with a little week 14, the last week of the regular season. Can you believe it? Uh, it's already here upon us, so uh, we'll break down that that week, and then, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. All right. everybody yo what's up will what's going on buddy a lot of energy right now yeah yeah feeling good on this fine uh wednesday night it uh you know hasn't been too long since we talked last putting out an episode a uh, little bit later last week and uh yeah can't can't wait to talk about some of our week 14 matchups week 13 was pretty crazy um we we didn't quite get Team Chaos, but we got some good matchups, and we've still got a little bit to play for in Week 14, so that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm excited to break that down with you. Yeah, uh, feels like we were just talking, like you said, we, you know, we pod, what did we pod last Friday? So we're already hit, already back in the lab on Wednesday. I got some yeah. new scenery. You know, I'm in a different room today. Got a little di- different vibes here. Didn't feel yeah, like moving all my vibes. stuff. So you know, recovered from the COVID. So you know, I'm feeling feeling better, feeling energized. My voice sounds a little better. Um, thanks for sticking through through it last week and, and listening to that. So, yeah, hope to build off that and have a good pod today. Yeah, I, I feel like you didn't get enough credit, like public credit in the group chat for fighting through your illness last week. Um, in fact, I, I didn't really see any, um, you know, props to you for delivering for the people when you were fighting the deadliest virus on this planet. So, yeah, um, you know, going to call the league out on that just a little bit, but you know, we still, we, we still appreciate the support. We can't, I was, we can't state that enough. And I was the one begging for five-star reviews. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that'll make it up, I guess. If you were, you know, not supporting Will, you can give us a five-star review. That'll I did. Better. I didn't tell you this, but I did update my uh, Twitter bio and I put the, our podcast in my Twitter bio. So, you know, <laughs> nice. get, th- get that going. Nice. Yeah. You got to recognize yourself as a, uh, a public social media personality. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very, yeah. Nice I should put idea. like co-host with, yeah, and like tag you or something. I don't know if you can wow. even do that. Yeah, you can tag people in a bio. Oh. Yeah, it's really uh, cute. I don't know. You think you're special enough? I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. I'm, you know, I'm not going to tag you in my bio. My bio has been the same for, you know, Yeah, dude, I'd never change my bio. Yeah, well, yeah my you bio also is, don't uh, like tweets, so. Yeah, I don't like tweets. I don't have any like tweets. If you go to my Twitter, I, I did like, well, actually, I've never liked a tweet. I've, I favorited tweets back when it was favoriting, but then when they changed it to like, that's kind of where I drew the line. I wasn't saying people, people get mad about changes, but they, they don't ever really put their money where their mouth is. And um, so, yeah, I've never liked a tweet and they got rid of all my favorites. So if you go to my like tweets, it doesn't even show like the old tweets that I favorited back in like 2014 or whenever they changed it to likes. So, um, See, yeah. yeah. I, we we always used to give you a ton of shit for that, but I mean honestly, 
I respect for sticking to it. You know, when they switch from from favorite to like, that's can't be doing that. Yeah, you got to say to yourself, you got to stop conforming. It's pretty stupid. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, you, you guys don't care about that. Um, ah. we, we were talking. <laughs> I mean, people are asking, but um, Will and I were actually talking before the episode. Um, just just hanging out on Skype, guys being dudes. We having our little date night. Um, and we were, we were talking about how um, if Baker Mayfield doesn't play for the Rams, we weren't really sure who their quarterback would be. So we were doing a little fun like quarterback carousel, just talking about quarterbacks around the league we might want to move around. Um, I said the Rams should have acquired Skylar Thompson because, um, well, obviously then they'd have another quarterback. I don't know who their other quarterback is on the roster because um, I think John Walford's hurt. So I don't know who would play if Baker doesn't play. Um, but I think well, Skylar it, Thompson would have been like the it, perfect Los Angeles who quarterback. Who's the one QB that played like two weeks ago that was really bad? I don't know. I mean, we could have looked this up before. He was a mobile quarterback. I don't know. But um, Bryce Perkins. Yeah, Bryce Perkins. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think in what I also added to that was uh, Mitch to San Francisco, maybe. Yeah, that would be a fun one. <laughs> Mitchell's just sitting over there in Pittsburgh, just rotting away. You know, Shanahan, get him, get him going. And, like, returning to the place that he was originally, like, well, not originally drafted, but, like, the, the draft pick that we swapped, you know? I don't know. There's something to do with the Niners that I guess he somewhat has ties to. It's a bit of a stretch, but that would make it kind of more fun, too, I guess. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's all these all these QBs are hurt all of a sudden. So Lamar's out, so Tyler Hundley's playing. So all this waiver wire action has been happening on in the Kevin League. So a few guys got acquired. Jake picked up Tyler Huntley. Um, he also picked up Brock Purdy. So yeah, <laughs> that was a guy I actually wanted to talk about a little bit later, maybe. So it's a little sneak peek there, but, um, yeah, he, um, he got picked up by Jake. So two QBs there. I actually picked up Sam Darnold yesterday, um, and dropped Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. So, um, I actually didn't realize that Purdy and Huntley weren't going through waivers until today or something. So I had claims on them t- and dropped Teddy, but, um, obviously they didn't go through yesterday, so I got Sam Darnold instead. Um, so kind of a error on my part, I guess, but I don't know the system, the freaking website, man, the, the free agency is like so hard to use sometimes. Um, so yeah, I was I also doing, I was also doing it on my phone while I wasn't even oh, home, like the- trying to put these waiver claims in before seven. So, um, another interesting thing here is Danny B picking up Stafford for 33 bucks. Yeah. Don't really understand that. I don't think he's going to play the rest of the year. Um, I, I wonder if this is just for RFA security, maybe. Um, yeah, I think so. But, yeah, he's not. He's probably not going to play the rest of the year, and who knows if he even plays any further into his career. Like, he could be done. He's something with the spinal cord. So, um, not sure how, how bad it is, but, um, you know, how many injuries he's been through, so. Yeah, I was just looking through Danny's team to see if there were other people he would probably be RFAing. I think at this point, the most likely RFAs for him are Kyler and Kadarius Tony. So I don't know if Stafford oh, yeah. even makes that list. I so I mean, he's definitely one of his for sure. I think he even confirmed that um, yeah. when he was on the pod or something. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't have acquired him had he not probably had plans to keep him. So yeah. I don't know if Stafford even comes into, into play there. Another really weird one. I don't. I was looking through his roster too to try and figure it out to see if there was some some type of reason. Um, 
but he also picked up Case Keenum, and I wasn't really sure why. I did I see know. that. I, I don't know that. if it was if he's thinking that the Bills are going to end up benching Josh Allen down the stretch and he's trying to just pick up Case Keenum so that, you know, Zach or anyone else can't pick him up. I don't know. Like, that would be, you know, some my, really forward thinking stuff there. <laughs> my other thought was Josh Allen could be susceptible, susceptible to getting hurt. So if he gets hurt, then Zach can't pick up Case Keenum or something. Yes. I, I, I don't know. That was that was what I thought. So we both thought of two different reasons. So. Could be a similar com- similar reasons, but I mean, could be a combination of the two or why he did it, but just to be a cuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I saw Case Keenum and I actually totally forgot that he was the backup of the Bills. Dude, For I, some reason, I whenever I see him, I yeah. still think Vikings. I still think yeah. Vikings. I still think Texans, but. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That I forgot one. about yeah, the Texans. He was good days. when he was on the Texans. I mean. Well, good for. He had a good year in the Vikings that one year, actually. Yeah, he had a crazy year for the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. We have fun here. We have fun. Um, but yeah, Baker Mayfield for the Rams, I guess, might play tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's also involved in something we're going to talk about a little bit later. So uh, sneak preview for that. Um, but I think we can jump into our week 13. Yeah, yeah. Will's a little confused too, I think. So um, we're, we're, we're going to jump into our week 13 recap. It was, you know, not the most chaotic week as far as, you know, how the matchups kind of played into the playoff matchups. But there were some close games and there were some games that could have been close had some people made some different decisions. So um, we do actually have a little bit to unpack here. So um, you want to get us started, Will, with our game of the week? Yeah, game of the week was between the two, uh, I don't know if they're the two top teams in the league, but top definitely top three um, between Kevin and Zach. Zach took took down Kevin by a score of 142 to 110 to move to 10 and three and uh, clinch, that, clinch that division um, and also clinch the bye in, um, in conference one with that win. Uh, so big, big win for Zach here. Hurts picked up the slack for, for Josh Allen. Um, his running backs, not too impressive, but Tyreek Hill getting it done as usual. Um, really just took Tyreek Hill and Jalen Hurts in this one. Um, and one thing I wanted to say was I'm a little concerned with Zach's running back depth. Um, guys that are scoring points is Rashad White there. Um, you know, probably not going to get too many carries moving. I mean, moving forward with Fournette coming back, but he still did score 12 points um, with Fournette back. So he could be a factor, but I just don't know how good of a RB three that is um, if you're trying to compete for a championship um, and also that that tight end position is a little bit weak with Hay- Hayden Hurst doubtful as well um, I think he got nicked up in that last game so he's also got Jawan Johnson and Mike Kosicki so three just kind of average he just dropped uh, Johnson he just oh, dropped yeah, he Johnson did. he did uh, Moreau oh that's a good pickup that's a good pickup yeah that's a good pickup for him yeah, that could be his starting tight end moving forward honestly it, it might be yeah um, also, I mean, when you were talking about running backs, Gibson seems to be getting kind of phased out. I don't know if that's going to be a giant or that's going to be a great starting option moving forward either. I know we started this week um, trying to see if he had anyone on by that he would have started over him. I don't think so. So I don't know. Not a guy he's probably going to plug in moving forward. Um, it was a really big win for Zach, but Kevin definitely could have won the game. He left 
44 points on the bench just about for a wow. 71.9 efficiency rating. Um, actually, two guys that we had mentioned on the pod last week that were involved in that big trade with Al would have helped him get a little bit closer to the win. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a good week, as did Donovan Peoples-Jones. So two guys right there that definitely could have helped him out. I know Donald Parham, I believe, over Dalton Schultz would have been one of the people. Gerald uh, Everett. That, oh, Ger- Gerald Everett. Shoot, yeah. Okay. That, that makes a little more sense. Which, um, yeah. That, I, I don't know, though. Not crazy, but. Yeah, over Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Probably not. Um, but just kind of crazy that he had a potential points of 154, only dropped 110. So this team's definitely still deep, just didn't play the right guys this week. It'll be interesting to see what he does with Swift moving forward, seeing the big week that he had. And I know he had been benching him pretty much every week since he acquired him from Al. So I don't know if he's going to make his way into the starting lineup. Yeah, Kevin's kind of the opposite here where he has a ton of running back depth um, as opposed to Zach, where he has Leonard Leonard Fournette and DeAndre Swift and even Devin Singletary, who could be a starter for most teams uh, on the bench, all behind Jamal, Alvin Kamara and Eckler, who are all three three good starters, too. So um, he just really needs his running backs to have on weeks and pick the right ones um, to have success moving forward. So um, something interesting. I, I wanted to point out Tyler Lockett's kind of gone under the radar this year. Um, he was the best fifth best receiver this week with 23 points and he's averaging like almost 13 points a week. Um, very consistent. He's only actually had four weeks of under 10 or 12 points. Wow. So um, kind of crazy. And he's coming in as a wide receiver one. He's actually the 11th overall receiver. So yeah. that's kind of wild and, and <laughs> something that I haven't, really been paying attention to and i don't think we've even mentioned his name like once on this podcast like maybe maybe with the contract talk um because he's pretty cheap with the 46 dollar deal but um just like mr consistent which is surprising for lockett because he's known to be you know 30 point week here zero point week the next just kind of boomer bust um but he's been pretty consistent this year yeah do you remember how he got to be so cheap at $46? Oh, gosh. I don't know. He was probably dumped. He had, I don't know. Probably had a bad contract. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually not sure because it looks like. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot AJ changed his team name. So, yeah, AJ did just <laughs> did uh, did cut him, and Kevin was able to swoop in and get him for $46. Bucks. Um that was, was that at the, the beginning season? of the year? Oh, before. Yeah, okay. that was August 4th when Kevin picked him up. So that was when the Seahawk quarterback situation was looking pretty brutal. Yeah. I guess people yeah. were kind of bailing on them. So I, yeah, I guess I, I mean, get it. But if you, if you like think about like redraft leagues and all your other leagues, like you probably were not ever wanting to touch Tyler Lockett. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then with that game too, um, I guess we'll get into the we'll get into the playoff and we'll talk about it now. Yeah, um, Zach Zach clinched the bye for Conference One with that and the division. So, um, congrats Zach to for winning the division, winning the conference. Kevin said also that already, clinched. bro. Oh, you did? Yeah, bro. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I I said it when we were talking when we like first introduced it. It's all good. But yeah, well, one seed for Zach. <laughs> You deserve it, buddy. You deserve double recognition. Yeah, deserves the double. Um, Especially we can move big, on. Big ballsy, big ballsy win this week. Yeah. 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 Took real guts. Got it. Yeah. 
Um, all right, well, we can move on then to the next matchup. Uh, Will, your matchup over Tony. Um, big win here for you, I guess. Um, I think this was the – yeah, this was this was your clincher, right? Yeah, it was. It was indeed my clincher. I actually didn't nice. need to win it, technically. Um, well, congratulations anyway. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to, to note on this, Tony's six-game losing streak now. Um, just continues to, to go downhill. Um, no major performances like from anyone on his team. The one thing I wanted to note was uh, I was I last episode I had talked about how I was, I was nervous about his all his running backs coming back healthy, and he got not even ten points out of three of the four. So <laughs> total, um, I don't know what happened with Jeff Wilson, but he had one carry for three yards. I started him in another league, so I, I don't know if it was just game script. I need, I mean Miami was down the whole game, so um, I think they were just throwing a ton, but. Yeah, and then Corderell didn't really do anything until the end of the game, and Gus Edwards didn't have much. So um, I got kind of lucky there with with Tony's guys coming back and not doing really anything. Um, yeah, had a solid week from everybody. Terry McLaurin, his best week of the year with only 20 points. So kind of brutal, but he I, I was looking at it a little bit more. He is the 14th receiver on the year, so um, still decent, but hasn't had a week over 20 points. Um other than this one, which was kind of crazy to see. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Are you considering cutting him at all? Yeah, a little bit. But at the same time, I don't I don't know if I should or not, because he's kind of like my number one receiver at this point. So it's like yeah. kind of banking on kind of banking on trying to get a free agent, um, maybe get him for cheaper or uh, you know, draft picks, obviously. So yeah, definitely something to think about. But he's he's been pretty good, so he hasn't just he hasn't had those weeks that he had you know the past years where they've been crazy weeks, few touchdowns. He's only had this one good week, so or really good week, I should say. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, um, I don't really yeah. have anything else to say for that one. So. Yeah, I just I, the only thing I want to say about my team is I just need to kind of get healthy and, and figure out which guys to start because you know I picked you know Van Jefferson and. Zacchaeus this week when I should have really picked like James Cook and Alec Pierce so it's just really that like last starter that I need yeah. to solidify and, and get healthy and Joe Mixon needs to get healthy so we'll get there yeah you'll get there uh, we can move on to what was actually the game of the week um, on the site the closest game of the week it was AJ taking down Jake's team by the score of 130 about 136 to about 130 and this was AJ's Bye, Clincher. So congrats to him on Clincher the Bye for Conference 2. Um, Jake, unable to clinch the wild card, unfortunately. Um, put up a pretty good effort, scoring 130, just going against Team AJ, who's now won nine games in a row. So pretty crazy momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, gets that bye, so he's automatically into the semifinals. So uh, quite the year for AJ's team. No other way to put it. His team's looking really good. Yeah, just, uh, you know, classic performances out of Zonovan and Latavius and Samaje, you know, just household names, uh, <laughs> household names putting up points uh, for AJ in this one. So not not guys that you would expect to see, you know, leading the charge for a nine game winning streak team. Uh, Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf doing their thing. So but just a, a really good game here for, from both sides. One thing I wanted to note was Jake's not going to get, you know, 
13 points out of Waddle, Mark Andrews, and Travis Kelsey every week. That's just not going to happen. So him putting up 130 points with those three guys, you know, three of his best players not really doing anything. I think he can, I think he can live with that. And hopefully for him or for his sake, he can still get into the playoffs here. Yeah. I'm kind of having like PTSD flashbacks of Danny kind of running the table in the playoffs last year with some gross names, having some good late season pickoff, uh, late season pickups and AJ's lineup is, Got a couple of those guys in it right now, so may may it be a, a Basil brother repeat of around the waiver wire late in the season? I don't know. It's, it's looking pretty good. What are they What are they eating over there at the Basil household? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, fucking horseshoes. Um, kind of funny actually. Jake could have won the game technically if AJ started what his lineup was right now, and Jake actually started Traylon Burks over Jalen Waddle. So I think we'll give him a pass on that one, but. That would have given him, I think that was the ones that it was at least. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Burks over Waddle would have given him the win. Um, on the other <laughs> hand, AJ left about 20 points on the bench himself. So he had a number of uh, players that could have scored better. Uh, players like Heineke, Jarek McKinnon, uh, DJ Shark, and Tyler Higby all would have been upgrades. Higby would have been an upgrade by 0.1 points, so whatever. But neither of them played their best lineup. Um Jake played a better lineup, so I guess AJ still deserved to win. Yeah, uh, one last thing on, on Waddle here. Um, since week 10, so that's been three games, and then he had a bye. So um, he's averaging the 61st most points at the receiver position. Ooh. Something interesting there to, to keep an eye out. So uh, he's only had 21 points in, those, in that three-game span. That's tough. Yeah. I, I just kind get- of... I had him in one of my other leagues, and I was like, he kind of has been sucking lately. Um, so I went to dive into that. You know, I don't have a stat department here, so I had to crunch the numbers. But yeah, <laughs> need to hire some interns. <laughs> Unpaid. Yeah, of course. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, my matchup with Danny J. Danny J. Wins this one by a score of 122 to 111, bringing us both down to the record of seven and six. Um, Danny Jay's still alive for the wild card coming up this week. He needs to win and needs Jake to lose. So that is not looking super likely, but um, he's still alive. Um, the game didn't really matter too much for me. I'm already locked in as the two seed. I've already won the division, division one, division one. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was hoping calling you guys out would get us a name, actually, but it didn't for either. No, we have a name. It's Division One. Yeah, it's lame. Um, one. Yeah, this is a, a tough loss for you, but it doesn't really matter. Like you said, uh, Danny J keeping his hopes alive. Um, hopefully, can. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm reading the game recap on MFL for our game. <laughs> And the quote for Danny, it's so funny. It's, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, poopy-ass poopy dollar coach Danny Jenrick said. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, so he's claiming the Lord and Savior being poopy-ass dollar? No, no, he's, that's the quote. I want to thank oh. my Lord and Savior. And then it's from, the quote is from the poopy-ass dollar coach, Daniel Jenrick. Uh, that's good so, stuff. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, if you guys are ever just like looking at results or you know perusing the website, those sometimes those recaps are kind of funny. 
um, with with the quotes that they have. But you can edit your own quote too. So I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt Danny did that. I'm assuming that was the website that put that. But I can. <laughs> I edit don't know. I could right see here. Danny doing stuff like that. I could see you, Danny you can edit your quote. That. Yeah. So if you ever want to mess around with a recap and see if we notice, please. Oh, please man. do. Um. Yeah. Last thing I wanted to touch on this one. Uh, Danny Jay's got continue continued reliable uh, quarterback play here from Fields and Geno Smith. I think going forward, I think he has the sixth, seventh, and sixteenth quarterback, I believe, overall. So he's got three reliable quarterbacks to play. Um, obviously, you can only play two, but um, he's got kind of an option there. And another thing I wanted to note was uh, Danny Jay's running back depth is pretty weak. Um, obviously, we talked about Elijah Mitchell being out again. And then yeah. Michael Carter being hurt last week, he might be might not play again this week. So he's kind of down to Mark Ingram and Nick Chubb. And Mark Ingram Ingram actually Ingram's hasn't yeah. yeah he's got an injury de- designation as well. He uh, tore his MCL, so he's out moving forward. He's out the rest um, of the year, four to six weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it looks like Danny's either going to have to play Michael Carter as long as he's healthy or Naeem Hines. Wow. So. Yeah, that it's might tough. be tough for for Danny trying to get into the playoffs. I'm trying to think if there's anybody who's like kind of popped off randomly. He's on the waiver wire, but can't think of anybody. He's got a ton of cap room available. That's kind of sad. I mean, I haven't really looked too much in the cap room, but if you're a contending team who's sitting on over a hundred dollars in cap room at this point, that's it's money you're never going to get back. So. Yeah, I mean, Zonovan Zonovan Knight was there for him to take. I mean. He was. Yeah, that's right. I mean. Give him Smadre 100 bucks. I mean, I could have picked up Smadre P. Ryan as well, so I don't have any room to talk. But um, I actually had Chris Evans way earlier in the year and caught him a long time ago. I thought he was going to be the backup, but uh, P. Ryan ended up being that guy. Jake's actually uh, over the salary cap still, so I don't know how that works, but he's over the cap at 39 cents right now. Hmm. Oh, I guess the waivers did just go through, so he's got to. Uh, I forgot. He, he's the one who added both those quarterbacks. I that's right. About that. We're watching it, Jake. Always watching. All right, next matchup. Um, not much to say here, but first win for Alan Chuck. Uh, tune the fish. Get a win. 90 points over the day, yes, man, of the night, man. 73 points. Pretty gross matchup. Got you your $10. You get your $10. $5, and, fuck. <laughs> and you, oh, yeah, your $5. Your $5 Chuck each. Um, tune fish coach, Al Luzak, after the game, had to say, you know, we brought our A game. Good for you, Al. Yes. Uh, First time. Nick all Turk said the best again. team won today. <laughs> I, I disagree that he said that. I disagree heavily. I, I don't. I don't think he would have said that. But yeah, I yeah. Mean, congrats, guys. I don't. I don't have much else to say. You had a couple good performances by some of your young up and coming receivers. Cam Akers like uh, played football again to the to the tune of eighteen and a half I points. So. Ta- I don't even want to talk about him. That's kind but of hilarious. It was hilarious. just like a throwaway in our trade, like kind of just to get him off my books. And I thought Al was just going to cut him and ended up keeping him, which was obviously the smart decision. So um, I'm not losing sleep over it, though. I don't I don't I don't care about cam Akers at this point. It's just but, funny. Yeah. Yeah. And T Higgins is continuing to tear it up. But I mean, he only had three catches. So I don't know. Still caught a touchdown. But yeah, big win for Al. I actually called this, I think, on last week's episode. I think. I might have said something like he might get his first ever win or he, he's going to get his first ever win, maybe. Um, I don't know. But big win for Al. Good job. Still looking like the first overall pick. We'll talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, good job, Al. 
Yeah, Jeff. I mean, I think I think last week he was uh, I think he was about 20% chance to win based on power rankings. Yeah, we had him at 19.7% chance to win, so not out of the question. I think we actually likened it. Maybe that was the one we likened, or no, that was probably like uh, that was your me chance against of getting Al. the buy. Yeah. yeah, no, your chance of getting the buy. Yeah, never mind. But anyway, good win for them. Happy for them. Don't really care about that game though. Uh, then we could round out the week with, I mean, pretty much another game that didn't mean anything. We didn't preview it last week really either, but Liam moving to seven and six. I guess you could highlight here that it's kind of sad for Liam sitting down at the bottom of that division at seven and six. No shot at the playoffs. And he's had a pretty decent season, all things considered. Uh, but he beat Danny Danny B by eight. Um, I guess one thing to note, Danny, I mean, wouldn't have known to do this really, I guess, but he could have won if he put in legendary quarterback Brock Purdy. So over Deshaun. Yeah, that would have been quite the decision, but it would have won them game. So it's ten bucks in his pocket. Sorry about it. Yeah, uh, Liam seven and six here. Um, one thing I do want to say is his points for and his potential potential points aren't as high as you would think for a seven and six record. Um, so I think he may have, he's gotten a little bit lucky with his wins, but um, still impressive going seven and six in you know in that the hardest division in our league. So kudos to you, Liam and, and Matt. So yeah, so I think we can wrap up the just current standings and, and playoff status. So we kind of already touched on conference one being settled. So Zach won the bye, so he'll be the one seed. Won't have to play in week fifteen. I will take on Kevin uh, as the two seed, which really doesn't matter, but whatever. Um, home field advantage. Kevin, yeah, home field advantage, maybe. Got to do some uh, st- statistical analysis, see if there's any home field advantage this year. So we'll see. Do you have a, do you um, have a field? Do you have a field name or? Uh, yeah, I believe it's uh, the second window on the left. Because <laughs> I'm I'm the driver. <laughs> I can check really quick. Where did that name even come from? Did we ever discuss this? No. I, I My team hasn't really been worth enough to discuss my team name Origins, so... Okay. Well, for a better day? We'll save that for another yeah, day? Yeah, we'll or? save that for a better day. Okay. Well. I actually don't even know where you can see it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure with the second window on the left. Nice. So yeah, if you can pull around with the second one on the left. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, be hosting, we'll be hosting Kevin there. We'll be hosting Kevin there. Yeah. Conference 2... AJ's locked in with the bye with his win last week, so he's not playing in week 15. Will, you've clinched the DuPage dickheads, and you will face either Danny J or Jake. So um, Danny J has the way tougher matchup in week 14. He's going up against Kevin's team, and um, Jake is going against Liam. So Liam is 7-6, and six, but like we've said, Liam's team isn't the strongest 7-6 and six team out there. Um, we re-updated the power rankings from last week, ran some numbers again, and um, if you take the odds of Jake winning and the, and the odds of Danny J winning, um, since uh, t- to get in, Danny J needs to win and needs Jake to lose. So Danny J's playoff odds right now are looking at around 13.8%. So not great, not what you want to see, but Tuna Fish were only 19.7% chance to win last week, and they won. So, Damn you know, right. Statistics are crazy. Probability is kind of weird. So about 14% is really low, but, you know, crazier things have happened. Honestly, I mean, 
sorry, that reminds me. You should name Division One. You guys should name Division One. Two, two, what was it? Tunanon? Tunanon? No. <laughs> I'm not subscribing to that. I can't do that. What if you had Tua on your team, though? Would you do it then? No, because then that would be kind of like overshadowing him in a way. Mm. Yeah. Be using his his fans against him. Okay. So I just don't think that really fits. That's not the kind of thing that that I want our fans to have to see. <laughs> I want that. Okay. All right. Good. Glad we got that settled. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of the recap for the playoff scenario. The only two people playing for really anything this week are Danny J and Jake. Jake gets in with a win or a Danny J loss. Danny J gets in with a win and a Jake loss. So keep a close eye on those matchups. There are a couple of other teams playing for something this week. Um, really quickly, just want to say Al is kind of in the driver's seat for the first overall pick. I think he's about 25 points ahead of Danny B with the IR points factored in. So um, something to keep an eye on there, but Al is kind of in the driver's seat for that one. Um, Nick and Eddie are kind of approaching Liam. I think it's kind of a similar uh, thing. I don't have the Slack up right now. I had posted that in Slack, so if you wanted to go look it up, it's there. But they're kind of close as well. So those are kind of the other teams playing for something at the bottom. Um, result not really mattering, just just potential points. So, yeah, that's what we got for that. Nice. So we can move on to our um, our first, like, segmenty segment of the day, something that we're going to bring back that we haven't done in, in a little while. We're bringing back I'd Poach That. Segmenty segment. Yeah, it's like it's like a segment that's like really like a segment, you know. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I poached that. Um, so if you if you forgot, we are going to take a look at uh, some rookies that have caught our eye. You know, um, you cannot poach after the trade deadline. If you didn't know that, I I forgot about that this year actually. So obviously Christian Watson would have been poached by now, but um, can't poach anybody. But we're going to take a look at some rookies that have caught our eye kind of towards the end of the year. Maybe some guys that are trending up and maybe looking to uh, be impact players moving forward for their team. So. Um, I think I have three people down. Um, Will, I think you've got some. So, um, who should start this one? You feeling you feeling ambitious here? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty ambitious. I guess. Um, I went I went an interesting route here. I picked three guys that are kind of um either on the rise or are doing well, and and would I would indeed poach that. So just kind of a Hot. foreshadowing of, of my guys, but we can kind of switch off if you want. So I, sure. my first guy is actually Kenneth Walker. So we have talked about him a decent amount, but haven't talked about him too much the last few, I don't know, we haven't really done a deep dive on him. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> he's he was the best, uh, he had the best week of any rookie so far uh, in week seven against the Chargers. So he's got the highest scoring uh, rookie week. Uh, with 29 points. Um, he's actually the 50th, 58th highest score in the league so far, which is highest of any rookie. So he has the most points um, of any rookie as well. Um, so, yeah, he's he's seventh in the league in, with rushing touchdowns, so he's scoring a lot. So that's kind of a majority of where his points are coming from. So he's been big in the red zone for the, 40, or for the Seahawks. Um, and, you know, when Rashad Penny went down. So um, he's actually the 15th overall running back as well. So, um, leading all rookies in points, like I said, uh, to Damian Pierce by two, and Olave is actually five points behind. So it's a close race for that that top rookie. Um, but Kenneth Walker has just been kind of unbelievable, and everything that Damian the Nightman hoped for, and hope just kind of hoping he stays healthy for when you know 
they're when they start to actually be competitive in the league. So just wanted to touch on him a little bit. Um, <clears throat> he's been the sixth best running back in points since he's taken over for Penny. So that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that is crazy. Even with a even with a buy and a three point week, so basically two zero point weeks since then, and he's the sixth best running back. So um, only cheaper option than him has been Tony Pollard, which he's been kind of insane too. So <laughs> yeah, um, just wanted to give props to Kenneth Walker on this one. Yeah, definitely uh, has earned his draft selection. So good pick for Nick and Eddie. Uh, I'll I'll go and actually stay with Nick and Eddie's team. Um, I'd actually be surprised. I thought you might have this guy written down too. Kind of fits the same criteria. Um, but another guy for Dan, Dayman and the Nightman is wide receiver Christian Watson. So kind of an obvious one at this point. I mean, yeah, he's been incredible. He's had weeks of 30, 19, 19, and just about 23 over the last four weeks. He's been the number two wide receiver and the number five overall fantasy player in the last four weeks. Jesus. Um, it's actually kind of funny. The only wide receiver ahead of him is Devontae Adams. So <laughs> I just love that. But yeah, he's, so, I mean, he's just so fast, man. Yeah, just seems to be figuring it out, getting more chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Who's to say if Rodgers is still going to be there? But Jordan Love looked okay in, in the short amount of time that he was out there, which hurts me to say. But in, in terms of, you know, having a respectable quarterback who can at least throw you the ball, he might have some good future prospects. So I think on his first round contract at this point, you know, making $89 this year and having that first round option, he's a really good guy to have on your team. A pretty low-ish cost receiver, lower than you're going to get in free agency for someone with his upside. Yeah, I like it. So would you poach that as a result? Yeah, I'd poach that. <laughs> I mean, he still technically is poachable, uh, but not until... He's on the practice squad, but it's it's poached yeah. trade deadline. Not so. until next year. Not until next year. And he's going to get poached right away. Yeah, he might as well just... <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, another guy I wanted to talk about uh, who's been kind of unbelievable recently uh, has been Garrett Wilson. Ooh. Uh, so Garrett Wilson, we haven't talked about too much on here. Uh, he's picked fourth overall by Danny J. So my two picks that I've gone with here, Kenneth Walker, second overall, Garrett Wilson, fourth overall. Um, Garrett Wilson's actually the 17th overall receiver in the league. Um, he's only one behind fellow rookie Chris Olave. So, but he is in front of some guys like Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel. So he's in front of some of these big name guys uh, with the Jets. And he's the last two weeks with Mike White um, have been kind of unbelievable. He's got 44 total points um, in those two weeks. So he's kind of turning it on with a new QB, maybe um, third receiver in football uh, those last two weeks. So. Um, been kind of crazy. And also one thing I wanted to note to Garrett, Garrett Wilson, he only has two games this year with touchdowns. Um, in both of those games, he had two, though. So he's got four total touch, four total touchdowns. Um, that kind of stinks, though, for his you know fantasy output. He's only got two weeks worth of touchdowns, um, kind of all in two, you know, two ag baskets, if you would if you would say um, so. But he's still producing, you know, 17th overall in the league. So pretty, pretty good still for only four touchdowns on the year. Yeah, it's really good. For a rookie, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Another top-end uh, draft pick that's definitely kind of um, showing that he was worth the pick. We didn't really have, at least to my knowledge this far, many super high draft picks that look like they're a bad investment. I mean, I feel like the first half of the first round has looked kind of reasonable. So Yeah, 
it's good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to the very end of our draft. Mr. Irrelevant in our rookie draft this year. He was the 12th pick in the third round. Isaiah Pacheco. He's kind of looking like he's moved into the Chiefs starting running back role. Um, it's kind of crazy that Danny was able to get this guy 12th overall in the third round. There's so many running backs that went earlier this year that have really gotten no meaningful carries at all. Um, I mean, Samir White and Isaiah Spiller are a couple guys that came to mind, guys that I was looking for personally that um, I ended up taking Algier, who also has been, I think he's been worse than um, Pacheco. Um, he's been getting some carries, but they probably been, be pretty yeah, close. He, he's been decently involved, but yeah, not as yeah. much as, as Pacheco. He's got 86 points, and Pacheco has got, okay, Algier's got a little bit more. He's got 86 to Pacheco 74. I guess he's only really come on in the last four weeks or so. Um, but anyway, he has looked like he's kind of jumped himself into, if not the starting role, definitely like a, a solid share of like a timeshare in that backfield. Um, and when you're making only $5, you really can't complain with that. So to have him, even if he's not a starter, to have someone who is splitting time, at least as someone you can plug in, uh, you know, for injury or for bye week, that's definitely someone I'd want to have on my team. So I would definitely poach Isaiah Pacheco if I could go back and do so. Yeah, I mean, the last four weeks, 16 carries, 15 carries, 22 carries, 14 carries. So um, getting a ton of work. <laughs> and oh, yeah, for five, I mean, was, $5, that's crazy. He, he's been the RB20 since week 10, which is when he really started getting the carries. And he really wasn't even that good week 10. So yep. um, you can see him, you know, if he's even RB32, you know, if for $5, like that's someone I definitely want on my team. So um, kind of sad that I couldn't make the $5 room for him earlier in the year, you know. I think yeah. someone probably did try and poach him at some point. So Danny wasn't going to let him go. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I have one more, if, if that's cool with you. Uh, yeah, I've got I'll... one more, too. Okay. So I'll just, make this just, one. It's a quick one. It's a yeah, quick one. Mine's, mine's quick, too. It's a little biased. Um, I'm going to go with my own guy, James Cook. So nice. I've talked about I've talked a little bit about him the last few weeks. Um, you know, he's not. He's not producing a ton. You know, he's the he's the 53rd running back in the league, so points-wise, so not great. But the last th- two of the last three weeks, he's been really heavily involved. This last week actually uh, saw his snap, snap count be the highest um, of the year, so 43% of snaps um, this week. He only had one less snap than Singletary, actually. So he was almost wow. out there more than Singletary. But then you have Naeem Hines, who was also out there for 31% of the snaps. So he was like barely behind them so um kind of like a three guys there that can get the ball a lot um but he has hovered around like the 25 to like 20 to 25 percent uh snap percentage uh since week seven so um been more involved lately um he kind of struggled at the beginning of the year with fumbling and wasn't involved too much so just wanted to note that um five and six targets the last two weeks six catches last week so he's he's getting work out of the you know as a receiving back as well so um just just a little bit for me um kind of excited he had 76 yards two weeks ago on 11 carries so uh big game there so only downside he's only scored once this year so uh not too good there but something to build upon and i think he's gonna end up being all right and hopefully live up to something of his 120 dollar contract so yeah, and I mean, moving forward, if he's already pacing with Devin Singletary, um, if, if I'm looking at this correctly, Devin, Devin Singletary is an unrestricted free agent after the season. So James Cook's definitely in line for more touches moving forward. So I think he's definitely a great option. 
Um, my last guy, really quick, I have no stats on him because he just came back <laughs> to football this week. It's my guy, too. I'm biased. Jamison nice. Williams just yeah. sat on the IR all year. Um, just, I don't know. I, I, I'm really excited that he's come back. I know he didn't do anything last week, but I'm just really excited to finally have my first round pick playing football. I don't know. Like everyone kind of got that who had a first round <laughs> pick in week one for the most part. And now I'm just like, uh, so excited just watching him play. So I think he's going to be really good. Um, I'm just really excited that he's back. So just figured I'd give him a little shout out there. Just kind of flew under the radar. I, I truly think if he didn't tear his ACL, he'd probably be, you know, the number three overall pick on a rookie draft, maybe even number two over Kenneth Walker. I, f- I feel like, you know, people talked about him as if he was like the top wide receiver prospect before he tore his ACL. So obviously biased, but I think Jamison Williams is a, a promising young rookie. I like it. Cool. Well, I think we can move on to our next segment then. Um, we've done it before. We we do a little game show. We're going to call it Guess the Guy. We don't have a really great name for Guess it. Guess the Guy. Guess the Guy. Uh, we did something similar back in episode eight. So I'm going to read out some stats to each other and see if we can figure out who we're talking about. Um, I've got two like that. I've actually got a third, which is a little bit different, but, you know, it'll... It'll be a fun little brain exercise for you. So, oh god, <laughs> not at the end hey, well, of the no, day, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's really like it, 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 it's easy. It's not a lot of thinking. I gotcha. All right, um, I can go first if you All don't right. mind. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't have any lists up, or well, right. I have some stuff, but I'm not looking at it right. in particular. So I'm gonna try to give three stats here, and then I have some more fun stats afterwards if once we figure it out, or if you do. All right, so. He's been a, a number two receiver, so top 24 for points over the last six weeks. So since week seven, even though he's missed two games. So he's top 24, but missed two games over the last six weeks. One due to an injury and one for a bye. Probably doesn't help you at all, but just, just throwing it out there. Um, if his, this might give it away, but he's the third or fourth receiver on his team. If, his team was all healthy. Third, third, third fact. Um, I guess this isn't really a fact, but um, one of the better contracts in the league. Um, I'll just say it's a it's a four year deal on a very cheap deal, like a very cheap deal for four years too. Okay. So not the not the most giving away facts, but that second one. He's the third or fourth receiver on his team if they were all healthy, and he's been. Top 24 over the last six weeks, even though he's missed two games. I'll give you a few more facts. To say, I'll be honest, nothing's really like jumping $7 out. $7 deal. $7 deal. Four years. Uh, he's on, a team, he's on a team that's not competing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just give it to you. Josh Palmer. Oh, okay. Oh, um, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So overall, he's the 33rd receiver the whole year. Um, and just something interesting. I didn't realize how good his contract was. I think we've talked about it maybe before, but I guess I might've forgotten since we talked, definitely about talked it, to yeah. Danny B about it. Yeah. Yeah. Four years, $7. Um, yeah. could be a big piece of Danny B's, you know, receiver room. Um, I was looking at it deeper at the, the chargers, uh, receiver depth chart. And I thought the th- third or fourth thing would give it away because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have been hurt basically. The I whole should year. know that. Cause I have, Keenan, yeah. And you I have just, Keenan. I just haven't yeah. thought about it. Um, Something interesting. Um, it, Keenan is in LA through 2024, and so is Mike Williams. 
and so is Josh Palmer. So oh. I thought that was kind of interesting that all three of them are going to be there through 2024. I was kind of hoping for Josh Palmer's sake that, you know, one of them would be going or something he could take over. So, but he'll only be 26 at the end of that deal. So he's really young. Just looking to see if there's any way. Yeah. A lot of, eh. Chargers could probably cut Keenan after 23. So maybe only one more year of Keenan and they wouldn't have yeah. to make dead cap it. So, um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one here. Um, all right, this guy is number one in points overall from weeks seven through 13, despite mm-hmm. not playing one of those weeks. Um, okay. This guy is number six at his position for the entire year only. So he's not like the top of his position, um, not even top five at his position. Huh. And he... Any, anything? I no, I don't have anything so far. Um, he has the most fantasy points on his real-life team and also on his fantasy team. Um, oh, is it Justin Fields? Yeah, it's Justin Fields. Yes! Nice. Um, yeah, that's that's good. I think the reason I think the reason why I knew it was he... I was looking at QB rankings earlier because I gave the Danny's... QB rankings and Justin Fields was sixth. So that, oh, okay. Yeah. But that like it took me a little bit. I was like, wait, is that Fields? Like week seven through thirteen. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So he's been he's been pretty darn good. He's been pretty good in fantasy. Um, is he a good quarterback for, though, Ben? I think he's. I think last, his way into being a good quarterback. I think last week made me feel a bit better. He threw some dimes last week, but he, he also threw really threw well. two really bad picks, but it was, you know, trying to come back. and They were forced. I mean, yeah, he's trying yeah. to do what trying he Trying to can. make, make shit happen. Got nothing around him. Not a yeah. lot, at least. I mean, yeah. Mooney's right. out. We so. got, yeah. What do you got for me next? Okay. I almost just said his name, but I didn't. Nice. Okay. Despite being paid one of the top players in his position in the league, um, over half of the weeks of games, he has scored less than 10 points. So highly paid guy, less than 10 points in over half of the games. Okay, I think I've got something in mind. I have more receiving touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> um, I had a top 10 scoring week this year overall in the league in week eight. So overall, the whole points for an individual – I scored sixth in week eight. Sixth most. I don't remember the third one happening, but is it Antonio Gibson? No. Okay. He might not even be highly paid anymore. I think he got cut. I just Yeah, he's not paid that much anymore. Uh, Do you want want me to give you it? Let me think one more time. The interesting one Um, is it's a running back, but receiving touchdowns. I figured it's a running back with the receiving over rushing. Um, Is it Kamara? Yeah. Okay, nice. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, so he has, listen to this, two receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Wow. <laughs> I was, like, shocked. Um, That's crazy. And then, yeah, yeah, so week eight, he had he was sixth overall with 38 points in the league. Um, but, yeah, he only has three touchdowns on the year, but scored 38 points in a week. Um, but, yeah, 20th overall running back, um, and he's the 10th highest paid right now. So, um, wow. an interesting fact too, he's 34th in the NFL in rushing yards. 
I don't know if that's how true that is, but that's a fact that I got yesterday, apparently. So, um, I mean, I believe it. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And he, right. the the funny, sorry, the funny thing about him is he actually had a worse contract before, but he got cut for less. So. Yeah. <laughs> and they ate it all this year, I think, because they cut him before the new league year, which we didn't understand at the time. But. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dead cap. Definitely a good idea for them. <laughs> All right, give me your number two, buddy. All right. Um, so I'm going to actually just narrow it down right away for you. Oh, boy. Eh. I won't, nah, get, actually. No, no, no. Get, nah, come on. All right. Well, I'll just say I'm top ten in my position. I was going to give you the position even, but I'm not going to. I'm top ten yeah, in my give it to me if I struggle. All right. I'm top ten in my position. Um, I have this one. You're not going to know either, but this is one I want to give you the, I want to give you the all right, second one. I'll give you, I have the fewest touchdowns caught in the top 15 players at my position by points. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of random. Yeah, I got you. And then the last one also, it really depends on the position. I wrote these all in the position. I have the highest points per dollar ratio at my position in the league. Okay, so not a lot of touchdowns, top 10, but mo- but a cheap deal. Basically, I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm tiptoeing around. Jalen Waddle? No. Who doesn't score a lot? Give me a hint. Give me a, give me a NFC or AFC. AFC. Oh boy. I don't know why I thought that would help. Yeah, I don't know what, that, <laughs> what that's gonna do. <laughs> All right, just 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 hand it to me. I don't want this. I'll give you one more. The, the position is tight end. The position is tight end. Oh. See, that's as like you you cheap. probably still aren't gonna think about it. Cheap. But cheap tight end scores a lot of points. He's only caught one touchdown this year. But he's still who, the number seven who's tight a, end. Who's just a big yard guy? Who just gets a bunch of yards? Pat, Pat Fryermuth. You, it's Pat Fryermuth. Yep. 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 You don't really think about him as much of a as, as a big yard guy either, but it's just like. That's, yeah, but he just never. I have him in in our Penn State league. He doesn't. He just doesn't score. Like he just gets like seven points every week and never scores. No, he he doesn't. He he gets targeted quite a bit in in some weeks. I mean, down weeks he gets targeted only like four times, but. Yeah, that offense sucks. Yeah, I don't know. That right, yeah. I love Brett Farmer, so all right, give me a third. All right. This one's kind of fun. It's not really a game, I guess. I don't know. Um so I'm just gonna pull up this guy um real quick. So uh four year starter um in college at Iowa State. Okay. okay. Keep that in mind. Um twelve thousand passing yards over his career, eighty one touchdowns to thirty three interceptions. Um, that's all I got. He's a rookie. <laughs> Is it Brock Purdy? Yeah. I feel like I, it's I, cheating because <laughs> you mentioned I, I Iowa just, State last week. No, I just threw this one in there to for Danny for Danny Basil basically, but <laughs> I kind of just wanted to like look into this dude and like see if he's any decent. Um, not bad actually, dude. So. Like I said, 81 touchdowns, 33 picks in college. 
Um, you can kind of compare that. So I was trying to look for like four-year starters because he was basically a four-year starter. He filled in as a freshman. Um, AJ McCarron, for reference, 77 touchdowns, 15 interceptions in like three years. So a little bit, a little bit worse for Purdy, but um, kind of interesting to see how he turns out. Um, he's also a decent runner um, at Iowa State. I think he had like 300 yards a year, 400 yards. I don't know if that's good, but seems pretty decent for a QB. Um, so yeah, kind of interesting for Danny Basil. Um, and then obviously now Jake has him. So, um, I guess interesting for Jake looking forward for potentially a starting QB, but I don't think he needs him, but, um, yeah, just wanted to throw him in there, show him some love. I mean, he might, I think, does he have someone other than Andy Dalton to start? Cause he started at Dalton last week. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, doesn't he have Jameis? I, I guess Jameis, but he's hurt. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be Jameis. His other guy uh, is Huntley. Oh, he was now. rocking Jacoby. He was rocking. Oh yeah, Jacoby. Jacoby right? Yeah, he's got yeah. Bryce Perkins, but Bryce Perkins probably isn't gonna be much. So, yeah, he might actually play him. He's got seven quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, he's that's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he can drop Colt McCoy to get un, under the cap. I think he can do that. Um, yeah, he'll be fine. All right, I'll well, give you my last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got one more. Yeah, it's really quick. It's just it's just actually uh, I'm going to give you three guys, and I want you to rank them and who you think has the most fantasy points this year. So, oh, God. Okay. Um, just giving you in alphabetical order all receivers. So DeAndre Hopkins, Drake oh. London, and Jacoby Myers. Um, fun fact, it's also the same alphabetically if you use their first names or their last names. So it's perfectly in al- alphabetical order. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, Hopkins, London, or what was the third guy? Jacoby Myers. Most fantasy points. I'm going to go London, Myers, Hopkins. All right, well, wrong. I don't know, whatever. Um, they're actually all right next to each other for the year. So Jacoby Myers has the most with 100.2 followed by DeAndre Hopkins with 99.9. Oh, wow. Followed by Drake London with 99.8. <laughs> so they Man. really all scored the same, but I thought That's it was fun. Funny. They yeah. were all so close. What are their, what Hopkins are their ranks? came back. Uh, I actually don't remember. I don't have it up anymore, so I didn't write that info down. But Hopkins came back six weeks ago and has been scoring pretty well for himself. So I thought it was 38, 39. Oh, yeah, I mean, solid. Really solid. Hopkins is actually averaging the sixth most since he's been back. Wow. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah. Um, Good for him. All right. I'm glad he was able to overcome the adversity of doing steroids. All right, so that's (laughs) it for (laughs) Guess the Guy. Um. We're running at about an hour here, so I guess we can try and run through our power rankings really quick. Yeah, we'll be uh, fine. Tony's we corner. We can get through it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go first because I actually didn't change mine at all from last week. Not that you're going to remember mine from last week, but um, I didn't change them at all from last week except for moving Zach up to two and Kevin down to three because Zach beat Kevin. So <laughs> it's pretty – I mean – it's six playoff teams and then six non-playoff teams. So AJ, Zach, Kevin, Will, Jake, myself, Danny J, Liam, Nick and Eddie, Tony, Danny B, Alan Chuck. 
Alan Chuck did not get the plus one for winning their first game. Um, just not impressive enough. Danny's already got two. So sorry, you guys are going to finish last. Yeah, Danny beat you twice. Or did he beat him twice? No, just Did once. they play twice? They might yeah, have played twice. No. I think he beat him. Yeah, they did because they both finished first their division last year. Yep, so. yep. Wait, no, they're in different conferences. They didn't play twice, but Danny yeah, had to have beat We're them. tweaking. Yeah, we're tweaking. Danny beat him once, though. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought he beat him twice. All right, uh, so my, my power rankings uh, didn't switch much either, but my top three did all kind of shake up a little bit. So uh, Zach went from two to one. AJ went from three to two, and then Kevin went from one to three. So Kevin's loss to, to Zach pushes him back to three. I'm recognizing AJ's nine, you know, nine game win streak. Yep. You know, he should probably be one, but I've always I've had Zach over AJ the entire year, so I'm sticking to my guns there. Um, gonna leave him at leave that one, two, three. Then I got Jake at four. Um, I actually swapped me and you, Ben, so I put me at five. Or no, I didn't. I did that last week. Sorry. I'm at I'm still at five. Ben, you're at six. Danny's at seven. Um, I moved Liam up two spots, so he's at eight. Tony nine, Nick and Eddie at ten, moving back two spots. So I basically swapped him and Liam, and then Danny B and Al. All makes sense. All in agreement, except you got to put Tony tenth instead of Nick and Eddie. Tony deserves to be tenth after that losing streak. Just, <laughs> just garbage. Yeah, but Nick and Eddie just lost to Al, so I kind of had to, you know. I guess. Yeah, that's right. They did lose to Al. So. <laughs> ah. What's it's, worse? They're, they're tied for 10th. They're not tying for 9th. They're actually tying for the one behind it. So they're tying for 10th. Nobody's 9th. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, okay, well, next segment we can get into D-Gen Delight. But before that, I'm going to give you guys a quick ad. Um, Christmas trees. Love, love a good Christmas tree. Um, you know, smell great. Very festive for this time of year, obviously. Um, fun fact, I used to be very allergic to Christmas trees. I overcame that adversity and, and now I can live amongst the trees. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't sneeze as much. I don't itch. Um, yeah, kind of lame, but yeah, always get real trees, love them. Um, yeah, support your local business. Went to Dairy Queen, bought one, uh, out of those dudes that live out of there, you know, nice. um, maybe you can give them the, the scone, maybe give them scones when you, uh, check out, maybe they'll get like a $10 off. Maybe probably maybe. not. I don't know. If- you would have to give them a lot of scones to get ten dollars. Well, no, you just tell them like scones or stonies, and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, ten dollars off for sure." Perhaps. Just try it. See it. See what happens. I would love for someone to try it. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into Degen Delight. Um, last week, two and zero, oh, or yeah, two and one, I should say, because. We always bet the Bears, but um, I won. I had Giants plus two and a half against Commanders. They actually tied. Uh, so the plus yeah. plus two and a half went still yeah. a winner. Still a winner. Wait, did um, I get greedy and take the money line? Yep, yep. And also, if I would have lost by a field goal, could have been could have been brutal. Uh, so that moves me to five and three. Um, also, give a quick shout out for Amon Ross St. Brown's over receiving yards. He finished with like one fifteen. He was around over seventy four. So if you took that, you know, you're welcome. But just wanted to shout that out. Yeah, love you shouting out, my guy. That And speaking of my guy, I took the Lions minus one, and they just destroyed the Jags at home. So big W, um, 42-14. So I moved to four and three on the year now. So go Lions. And as Will had mentioned, the Bears with uh, Big L. Looked like it was going to be a big W. 
looked like we should have taken money line for a little bit there. But as always, the Bears lose by nine to the Packers. So the Bears are two, five, and one now when we bet their money line. That's well, not I think, what you want to see. I think one of those. Or, I think one of spread, the, Sorry. Yeah, I think one of those wins is a is an over under though. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did do the the total on one of them, didn't we? Yeah, I think maybe even two. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So yeah, moral of the story: don't bet the Bears. The, the Bears are not a great team. <laughs> um. All right. Well, do you want me to give my pick here? Yeah. Sure. All right. So I got a gross. Uh, oh, typically a gross game. Um, t- Titans versus Jags. This is like mm, a typical yeah. Thursday this night game. It's a great game. Thursday game. Um, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Titans minus three and a half here. Uh, I think this is a bounce back game for them. They kind of were shitty last week, so I think I think they'll bounce back here. Jags got destroyed by the Lions last week, so I don't really know where they're where they're at. But Titans are still winning the division, and they really need to win this one against the Jags. Uh, this divisional matchup, so. Yeah, I like love it. it. Love, for, love it for two reasons. Um, love picking on the Jags and also love the Titans fired their GM. And there was kind of like rumors about there being some power struggle between, you know, the, the GM and Mike Vrabel. So Vrabel's going to come down and just like lay it all out on the table and just totally run over the Jags and be like, yep, that's right. I won the power struggle. So, yep, you're going to win that one for sure. Um, my pick this week, I actually thought this would be a fun little exercise to do on air here. I haven't looked at any of the lines this week and... I'm just gonna blindly take the Lions again because I think the Lions are so good and so fun. I'm just gonna you look sure up what about the Lions that? are. Yeah, let's see what they are. Oh yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yep. Lions minus, minus two, two and a half. Oh, I, I see minus two and a half against Yeah, that's what the, I see too. Against the Vikings. Oh yeah. The Vikings are trash, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean Yeah, I'm taking do, the Lions. They do have a really bad point stip, points differential for being uh 10 and two. So yeah, I don't know if they're like for real at all. Um, but lions are not. the lions are though. Lions are feisty, man. They need to win out for potential, uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. So yeah, they're actually uh minus two over in points bet. So I might go do that right now just to Ooh. support you. Oh, you should minus two. We'll put that one on the official actually minus two. Doing it right now for you. Um, and then the Bears are on a bye this week, and we were looking for props, but there's no props out right now. Yeah, I was going to give one for Thursday night, so if you listen you know, during Thursday, you'll get this. But uh, we're going to do some Cam Akers over 45.5 rushing yards. Oh, that sounds gross. I'm not bad. It, it's very gross. Um, it's disgusting, but the Rams are going to run the ball a lot, and Raiders don't have a good defense. So, um, yeah, they don't. Rams just don't have really a quarterback right now, so... I mean, Baker was the number one <laughs> overall pick, Will. So, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to go with it. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it, at least. You can count it towards my record if you want. Um, yeah. They don't have much. No props are open right now, so I can't give anything else. All right. Well, we can uh, sweep through a quick Week 14 preview and then get out of here. Um, like I said, there's not really a lot going on. And we 14, um, there's points that kind of matter for draft positioning and all. But um, as far as games that matter, there's really only two. Um, so first game, Will and Al. Al really just trying to tank as much as possible. Um, Al dropped Baker Mayfield with the news of him getting added to the Rams. So 
Uh, we've talked about him a couple times since, and I haven't really mentioned this, but I had said before we were going to talk about him, and it was because of the tanking. So the Tankathon teams really close together. Al and Danny kind of fighting for that number one overall pick. So uh, Danny dropped Brock Purdy. Al dropped Baker Mayfield. Really just trying to avoid as many points as possible. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's Tankathon right there. And then, you know, on the flip side, Danny B taking on myself and Danny B also doing the same thing, dropping Brock Purdy, trying to lower his potential points. Kind of weird with, I don't know, just like just signing quarterbacks and stuff. So I don't know what's going on there, but it's, it's not to win the game. So I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Just leave it. Weird. If you're if you're that bad, just leave your team as is. That's how I just just leave it. Weirds me out. <laughs> um, what else? Who else we got playing? Tony versus Nick. Uh, yeah. Just draft position kind of already set for these guys. Um, Jake and Liam. Um, this is actually an important game. Jake needs to get in or Danny or Danny J lost to, to get that wild card spot. So like we've talked about, so this is an important game for Jake and I'm hoping Liam can keep that magic going and, and take him down and give, I would rather play Danny J over Jake. No offense, Danny J, but um, Jake's team is, is pretty damn good and coming alive. And he lost last week with 130 points. So um, he's got a good team and uh, you're take Danny J is taking on Kevin. So, like you already talked about, a little bit of a tougher matchup there for Danny J, um, but needs to win to to have an even shot at at getting that wild card. So he needs Jake to lose for sure um, to keep the, keep his chances alive. Yeah, and then last matchup of the week, we've got Zach and AJ, which is looking like a potential uh, Kevin Bowl preview. Do we have a name for our bowl even? Like, is is it the Kevin Bowl? I don't know. I feel like I don't no, remember the, from last year. I don't know. Is it, is it the trading card bowl? Because you get a trading card if you win it. Is that <laughs> yeah, what this started? Yeah, this is definitely a potential Super Bowl, the Kevin Bowl, whatever you want to call it, preview. So, um, yeah, we'll see. They could be playing each other in a few weeks here. Yeah, can't wait to see. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. A bit of a longer episode today, but thank you for listening to episode number 12. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, next week, we're planning to be coming at you with a playoff preview, so stay tuned for an in-depth look at some of our playoff squads. And best of luck to everybody this week who's playing for something. So we'll see you guys next week. Peace.